Undisclosed Bunker Studios, the dawn of Las Vegas, Steve Sanchez. Thank you, Greg Geringer. Steve Sanchez with you on this Friday edition of the show. Hour two now in front of us, 702-257-5396. You know, John Adams, second president of the United States of America, do you think he could have been prophetic? Uh, Do you think he could have? Because he predicted the woke left, the, the radical left, I should say. He predicted by his statements he made many, many, many years ago. He basically stated that the United States Constitution is only designed for a moral and religious people. This explains... Why the left hates the Constitution? Because let's be intellectually honest. This radical left, this these the these fascists that have hijacked the Democratic Party, they hate the Constitution, and they certainly have no morality, and their religion is themselves or Lucifer himself. I mean, am I wrong? I don't think I'm wrong on this. So it's interesting that John Adams predicted this whole thing. Here's a great example. Here's a great example. The warlock himself, Chucky Schumer. He adjourns the Senate today for the Memorial Day recess after blocking the GOP's school safety bill. Nope, can't do school safety. Just got to take the guns. Nope, have no money for school security. Have no money for metal detectors. We have no money. Nope, 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 nope money. Stop. Oh, Ukraine, how much more do you need? 50 billion this time? Okay, here we go. And by the way, time to go home. It's the Memorial Day weekend. That's what he did. But he should enjoy the last few months of his power because he's gone. But then we have uh, uh, Mitch McConnell. Um, uh, I, I don't, but I guess I would rather take turtle over the warlock. I mean, really this is the choice you have. You have Mitch, AKA the turtle McConnell, or you have Chucky, AKA the warlock Schumer. So it's one of the two, I guess I'll take Mitch McConnell. This is the government that loves the people, adores the people. Sick and disturbed and disgusting is what it is. Let's get right back to our busy calls. Up next is Larry. Welcome to the program. Hey, hey, Steve, thanks for taking my call as always. Sure thing. Did I hear you correctly that some woman said, don't judge this kid? He had his reasons to go shoot these other kids? Yeah, his mother. What? Yeah, his mother. His mother said that. 
don't judge me, had his reasons. Well, I guess she knew what the reasons were. She should have stopped him. If, you know, she says she knows, he knows he had his reasons. And then the cops, what, what's going on? Why were the cops held back? I don't understand. If that was me, I would have had my gun and I would have gone and got my kid. Yeah, that's exactly. I think people with common sense would have absolutely done that. I would have told my sergeant, my captain, whoever's in my ear to go screw off and I would go do what I was going to do. And I guarantee you a half a dozen, if not more cops would go with me and, and take care of business. But, you know, we're, we're trying to get to the bottom of this because apparently, Larry, uh, Governor Abbott was lied to. He came out today and said, I was lied to. I was misled. I was told one thing. The, the reports and the stories now are completely different. He's apologizing to the family. He's apologizing to Uvalde. So obviously, as the days progress, we're going to find out some things. But and, you know, and I understand that the cops are told to stand down in many instances, but here's the reality. The, the 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 maniac was out there 12 minutes before he entered. Okay, number one, that's just fact. And and number exactly. two is the janitor had to actually unlock one of the doors to allow the cops in. So there is an absolute breakdown. And you know what? I know an hour in many people's minds passes quickly, but not to those poor kids that lost their life. No, yeah, no. And I, it only takes uh, uh, 10 seconds to shoot a gun. Once exactly. again, guns don't kill people. People kill people. We That's need exactly our it. arms. And I'll tell you, look, you know, and Larry, you've heard the show long enough to know that I support law enforcement. Uh, yes, I mean, and, and law enforcement knows that. They've told me that. They, they listen to this show. So I'm not trying to disparage, but I have to report what is there. I wouldn't be doing right. my job as a commentator. And I think most of us as Americans, uh, cops, non-cops, look at this and say, wait a minute. Uh, sometimes we have to break the rules in order to actually get something done. Absolutely. hundred percent. I agree. Absolutely. I mean, they, they, I'm, I wish I would have been there cause I could have helped. I'm with you, man. I carry. Well, I'll tell you and, as, as, as the days and, and weeks uh, go on, of course, I'll be continuing to get to the bottom of this because that's what we're supposed to do. Larry, I appreciate the call. I have a blessed uh, Memorial day weekend. Um, but I will, and I'm the first, if I have it wrong, I'll be the first to apologize, but I know I don't have it wrong. And I can't pretend to be in the minds of anybody. But this is why it only takes a certain type of individual to be a cop or to be in the military. Because, you know, you ultimately are signing on the dotted line that you will put your life on the line. I mean, I'm sorry. That, am I wrong? I, I, you know, I've got family that are in law enforcement. I know I'm not wrong on that. Nobody wants to die. But when you sign on the dotted line to protect and serve, you know, where does that start and begin and end? And, and you know, so I'm not going to pretend and I'm not going to try to throw any of anybody under the bus, but I have to bring out to your attention what's going down. I just have to or I wouldn't be doing my job. All right. Back to business. Let's jump over to our friend, Bob. You're next. Welcome to the show. And a cheery good evening, Steve. How are you tonight? I am doing great. Thank you. Good. Uh, I'd like to address the obviously the Uvalde situation and also refer to a point that the uh, anonymous Leo made earlier. First of all, let's get down to the root causes of things. Uh, the reason that those children died may or may not have to do with the hesitancy on the part of the police to intrude in the situation. But the actual cause of it was we had a deranged person on site 
who did what he did for whatever reasons. The kid came from a very disturbed home. And by the way, the information, and again, it was confirmed at the top of the hour news break, the door was open because a teacher had left it open. Mm. A teacher had left that door open, and it was visibly open. And it doesn't take a genius if you're there to do something bad to say, well, I guess I'll just walk right in through there and see what yeah. happens. Yeah. But this child, we hear about his mother. She had a drug addiction. We've never heard about a father. He was living with his grandparents. His grandfather apparently was restricted from owning guns or having them in possession in his house mm-hmm. because he had been convicted of some kind of felony depriving of, him of that ability. So we've got a real kind of a messy personal situation to start with. Then we got a kid who just turns 18, has a part-time job at Wendy's, has very little money because he's always complained to his friends about that, owns two $4,000 or a total of $4,000 worth of, of guns, 1000 bucks in ammunition, and is driving a relatively new expensive truck. That's kind of bizarre. Very bizarre. So... There is a lot of stuff here that uh, that doesn't add up in my mind, just briefly looking at, at all the facts that we no, have, you're right. such right. as we know them to be. No, no, now, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. Now, let's talk about what, what the officer said earlier. You know, I have a lot of respect for police, and I'm, I'm surprised that there aren't a million incidents where cops go off the off, off the off the plantation here, you know, and go start shooting people up. Because who are they dealing with every day? They're dealing with people like this kid. They're yeah. dealing with the scum of society. The guy that's got 26 convictions on his rap sheet and is back in again in the general population doing number 27, 28, and 29 because yep. liberal judges are releasing him. Yep. You know, it, it's amazing. And you take a small community like this, and I lived through in the summers in a small community in New York like this. They're not prepared for this kind of thing because it doesn't happen. That happens in the big cities. Yep. So I, I can understand why there was a problem, and I'm not excusing them if they, no, they didn't I, do the right I, thing. I agree. That's why I'd asked that earlier. And, Bob, I'm up on break, and I do appreciate your calling comments. Have a blessed Memorial Day weekend. But that's why I asked that earlier to him. Because, you, you know, yes, uh, um, you know, a town of less than 15,000, you know, no matter if the Columbine happened and the training's there, you just never expect that there. And that's a, a big mistake. Uh, but I agree, Bob, the, the ammunition, the expensive guns, the car, you know, more than likely probably connected with the cartel in some capacity. And by the way, his dad did come out and surface and uh, his name is Salvador Ramos. And he said um, he wanted the people uh, to know that he was sorry for what his son did. And he would have just hoped that the son would have just killed him instead of all these kids. So uh, dad did respond to that. And, yeah, ongoing investigation. And let's not lose sight of the fact that, you know, these kids and a couple teachers are, are, are gone because of this. And we've got a, uh, a a bunch of loonies in D.C. that aren't helping. You know, someone said earlier, and I think it was, yeah, it was just Bob, in fact, uh, making it, you know, mentioned, you know, liberal judges. Uh, they slap the hands. They're back on the streets. This is why Noreen DeMonte, running for judge, Department 10, needs your help because she's about law and order. 18 years now being a prosecutor in the DA's office, I think gives her the experience and the balance to be able to know 
what needs to be done and, uh, you know, uh, give the uh, appropriate punishment for, well, some of these criminals. And, 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 and the bottom line is this. Not just anybody can do this. If you want to find out more about Noreen DeMonte, just visit Noreen4Judge.com. That's Noreen4Judge.com. You'll learn all about her. She's asking for your help. Department 10. She has the experience, the balance, the love of community, and a lot of support from many, many, many people that know she can get the job done, and I'm one of them. Let's take a quick break. When we get back, more calls on hold. We'll get right to you. Don't go away. Sanchez with you on this Friday edition of the show. Glad to be hanging out. Let's go ahead and get right back to business to our busy calls. Donald, you're next. Welcome to the program. Hey, what's going on, Steve? How are you, sir? My goodness. You know what? Bob stole all my thunder. It was all I was calling. <laughs> He's always about. a thunder stealer. I've been, <laughs> I'm sitting there and I'm just like, this guy, you need to play what he just said again, as a commercial, because that's what I'm not hearing. I don't want to hear about the sheriff's name. I don't want to know the governor's name. I don't want to hear about Biden coming. I want to know about this guy's uncle and his grandfather and his uncle's cousin yeah. and his mom and his dad. And I want to know about that. Yeah, I'm with you. And, and you know what? You know, here's the reality. We're never going to get told the truth. I just I have the suspicion, Donald, we won't get told the complete truth. And this is the only thing I wanted to say, and I'm going to get off the line. I listen to, I've been listening to you the first time calling, the first time calling, but I, you tell the truth, man. That's, please, continue doing what you're doing. Thank you. Well, That's I appreciate it. that. Thank you, brother. Wow. I appreciate that. Peace. Peace, man. God bless. Have a good weekend. I uh, appreciate that. We, 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 we try to do what we're supposed to do here. Not always the popular guy in the room, but... You know, I can look at myself in the mirror. And sometimes I say, gosh, I got a lot of gray going on in that beard. But at least we can do just that. All right, let's go ahead and take another call before we bounce over to break. Do we have time? Producer Nate, okay. Let's go to Matthew. You're next. Welcome to the program. Hey, Steve. How are you doing today? Very good. Thank I mean, you. Yes. Good. Cool. I haven't called you in a while. Um all right, so I want to touch just real quick on this shooting and the shooting in Buffalo that happened. Yeah. Um, I've, been fo- I've been following a lot of worldwide events since COVID has started. There has been, and, and, and I also, too, believe that we're lied to literally about everything these days. But as you may very well know, one thing liars always do is they leave clues. Correct. And um, one thing that I'm noticing in common, I don't know if anyone else is picking up on this, in COVID – in the vaccination programs and in the Buffalo and in this shooting, there is one common theme. There is always Freemasons at the site, at the memorial site, being interviewed. There's always somebody with a Freemason hat on. They're everywhere in this. They have their hands all up in this. And when you break down the time that that kid entered the door, 
the door that he went in, it's all a numerological, numerological sequence, and that's how uh, Freemasons operate. They're satanic, and they, they, they operate in numerology. So I believe that they had a great hand to play in this. Also, I don't know if people know this, but Aaron Salter Jr., who was the police officer who was killed in the Buffalo shooting, he actually invented an engine that runs on water that can power your car that he came out with one month before this shooting happened. So there's a lot that's going on here that we just don't know. And I think they're trying to hide what, what eventually humans are going to find out. And what we're going to find out is that we're free people and we don't need to operate under the circumstances of the elite because they're controlling us through, you know, energy, through, through just about everything. No, I, you know, and I'll tell you, the control is incredible. Look at Davos, and I appreciate the call, Matthew. Thank you. Look at Davos, and, you know, and the Pfizer CEO was there with, you know, Kloss and some of the others uh, talking about, you know, chips, uh, tracking carbon footprints and all the, it's, it's, it is quite scary when you think about what's in front of us, and there, there, there's a tremendous amount of unanswered questions. No question. I want to, Say something before we bounce to break. Um, I don't know if you've heard the big news or not, but Greta Van Susteren is back. She's joining Newsmax with her new show called The Record with Greta Van Susteren. It'll start June 14th. She'll be reaching, uh, actually reporting from Washington. And, you know, she's always given the facts. Uh, she always is the, has the big stories. I've always liked Greta because she's fair, she's balanced, and I believe she's great journalism the way it ought to be. And I am happy to welcome her into the Newsmax family and she will be starting her new show on June 14th. If you want more info on that, just text the word Greta to 39747 or go to GretaIsBack.com. That's GretaIsBack.com, and you can get the latest on Greta's new show. Again, text the word Greta to 39747. That's G-R-E-T-A. Newsmax is real news for real people. You can go to Newsmax.com for breaking news. And I'm really excited to have Greta Van Susteren back on news. And again, her show will be called The Record with Greta Van Susteren. So make sure you be on the watch for that as well. All right, we got a lot of calls on hold. Stay put. We're getting to you. I promise you. We're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to have John Lee joining us just for a few moments. He's going to give us his insight, and I've got some questions for him regarding the debate on Wednesday, and uh, get his feel of what's happening. And of course, if you have a question for John, you can call 702-257-5396. We may take some calls, let him answer some questions, and then of course, we'll take the calls that are on hold. This is Steve Sanchez. Don't go away. Sanchez with you on this Friday edition of the show. Glad you're with me. You know, we had the governor's debate just on Wednesday. 
It was Channel 8's uh, debate. It was hosted by some of the newscasters. And, wow, did they seem like newscasters. I watched and, uh, you know, uh, there should have been some other moderators. They should have had me there because they were talking like they were doing the news. And um, But, you know, that's what you get when, you know, you have Channel 8 doing it. But nevertheless... We've got one of the candidates that is running for governor. He's joining us tonight. I know he's got a busy schedule because not only is he running for governor, he's a sitting mayor right now of North Las Vegas, and that's our friend John Lee. John, welcome to the program. Thank you. I appreciate you being here, having me on the show. And especially on this Memorial Day weekend, I, you know, can I just say a little shout-out just for a second here? Sure thing. Um, you know, it's honor, you know, I'm honored to have a father who served in the military and all my uncles, my grandfather. I, I, I missed being on the server when I, uh, when I was old enough. But these, these people, I don't think we ever can imagine how much they give for our freedoms. You know, I think 1.3 million paid that ultimate price for this, you know, and I don't think we can ever truly understand what they did yeah no absolutely and i appreciate uh you saying that uh mayor lee i'm gonna have to put you on hold for just a second it seems like there's some technical issues going on with your phone we're gonna put you on hold don't hang up uh angelo our board op will talk to you and see how we can get that line cleaned up angelo if you can talk to mayor lee uh it's just every other word's cutting out and I want to make sure that uh, the mayor has an opportunity to uh, to be able to get his uh, point across. So as our uh, board operator, Angelo, takes care of business with Mayor Lee, uh, let me go ahead and give you a little background of the debates that happened. I saw them on Wednesday. I watched them. And, of course, you had all the candidates there. You had Mayor John Lee. You had Joey Gilbert. You had uh, Sheriff Joe. You had Dean Heller. And then you had Guy Nora. And uh, they were asked a, a tremendous amount of questions. Some of them just didn't even pertain to running for governor, which was silly, absolutely, uh, you know, ridiculous. But this is what happens when you have, you know, the mainstream media uh, and, and journalists asking uh, these questions. And really, I can't even say journalists. I'm not, no, no disrespect. But, you know, these people were newscasters. And, and like robots ask, asking questions. So um, it, it was an interesting night. And, you know, I gave my comments on the, um, on the debate the other night, and I felt very confident that uh, Mayor John Lee had, in fact, won that debate. But I was impressed also with uh, Guy Nora and, and even some other comments from some of the others. So uh, it was an interesting night. I can tell you this, that the questions that were asked – and the answers that were given were better than any answer that um, Steve Sisolak could ever, ever give. That I can tell you. All right. It looks like we might have our technical issues in order. So let's go ahead and try that again. Mayor Lee, are you with us? Can you hear me, Stephen? I can hear you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I heard I heard what you said about the debate yesterday. I think it opened up a few questions. Over your mind, I take for a second on this. Yeah, absolutely. Because I'll be quite honest with you, and I'll tell you, and I'll put it out there. And I'm not saying it because I support you. I have to tell the truth. You looked like a governor up there. 
I mean, yeah, I mean, you just you don't shy away from questions. And they try to do a couple gotchas on you, and you don't shy away. You look like a governor. I mean, I talked to my team, and even producer Nate said, well, that's the governor right there. That's John Lee's the governor. You could just see that. That would be the governor. And I'm not saying that just to say it. I'm saying it because you already know me, Mayor Lee. I'll just, I pull no punches. You represented yourself as being the governor up there, and I think most people agree. I appreciate that. You know, I looked at that. I looked down the line at those guys, and they're nice people. I have them maybe life, but, you know, all those guys in there, Dean Heller is the only one that has any legislative service to the state assembly for two years. That's so far back in Yeah, Mayor Lee, Mayor Lee, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to put you on hold again. Uh, my apologies. Angelo, you're just going to have to get the mayor to call on a different line. Uh, that is just not going to work, and it's not fair to uh, Mayor John Lee um, to not be able to get uh, anything out, and it's not fair to this audience that can't hear anything either. So uh, that's okay. We'll get it to work. Um, it's on his end. I know he's out and about on events and, and different things, and uh, the cell phones sometimes uh, do snap, crackle, and pop. And, uh, you know, it's funny. We, we pay so much money for cell phones. We pay so much money for uh, cell phone service. It's not like it used to be back in the day, you know, $29 a month and, and you got the flip phone. No, I mean, we spend a lot of money on cell service and the cell service in the Valley, and I don't care where you're at or who you're with, it, it's it's awful. It's awful. Be it Verizon, be it T-Mobile, it just, it's it's awful. It just really, really is awful. So we'll try to get that fixed. And if for some reason we cannot, then of course, we'll just have Mayor Lee come in on uh, next week and, and, and we'll chat about some of this. But uh, let me continue on as they're working this technical issue with him out. Um, as John Lee was stating, he brought up, and this is where he was going with things, when you look at all the people up there, and he was you know, very kind, saying, look, all nice people, but the only person that has legislative experience is, in fact, uh, Dean Heller. And, and that's true. That, that's true, uh, yes. But, you know, uh, don't get me wrong, Senator Heller, nice guy, um, everything's cool, he's a good dude, but he has flip-flopped on a few things. I think we have to be quite honest, so I, I can't trust... That I can't trust the never Trumper, um, you know, aspect of 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 Dean Heller. But um, yeah, when it comes to legislative experience, it seems that you know Dean Heller is the only one. But again, you know, when you saw John Lee at that debate, um, he was like a governor, and I think it's because he has the experience of being mayor, and he's the mayor of North Las Vegas. He has had tremendous successes as a mayor turning north las vegas um you know uh, around so it's it's it just it, it makes all the sense in the world but uh producer nate are we good to try something with mayor john lee or are we good to go okay all right so nothing yet all right well then i'm gonna let them work on it and worst case scenario we may just have to reschedule this where things are a little better on, on his end. So let me go on, and let's take a few calls as as we're waiting for this to happen. All right, Producer Nate, let's go ahead and uh, get back to our busy call lines here as we get this straight now with John Lee. Let's go to Paul. Paul, you're next. Welcome to the program. Uh, got something for you and your listeners. The yes, shooting sir. in Texas was Tuesday. 
most people probably don't know this because nationwide news didn't report it. There was a shooting in Charleston, West Virginia on Wednesday. Only this one had a curveball for the shooter. Uh, this male, his name was Dennis Butler. He was 37 years old. He entered a venue where there was a graduation party. There were several dozen people inside. He was carrying an AR-15. Mm-hmm. He brought the gun up, was ready to fire. Only the quirk was he was shot dead. There was a woman there, God bless her, who had a legally carried concealed handgun. She was looking in his direction. That was God's hand when he raised the gun up and was about to open fire, and she shot him dead. Number of injuries, just one, the shooter. He was not able to hurt anyone. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, the bottom line is, and, and I appreciate what you're saying, and I think I agree. Well, I don't think I agree. I know I agree. Is what you're saying is when good people have guns, we can stop and thwart a lot of these things that happen. I mean, that's the way I see it. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, that's the way I see it. All right, back to business. Let's jump over to BC. You're next. Welcome to the program. I'll tell you what, man. If what that guy just said is true, then we we, we got to start understanding and start calling these things what they are. This has to be false flag because if you think about what the legislation coming out from this, uh, Schumer and going after the gun thing, this is um, to have two of them at the same time because that sounds like that was the goal. Mm-hmm. That would be incredible. I mean, this is that would get people to start, you know, changing their mind, perhaps whatever. I also think though that um, this whole thing right now we're talking about is a total distraction. Like, they, you know, the Second Amendment says shall not be infringed. So therefore, right. if they come after the guns, if Congress passes a law that says they can come after the guns, the person coming after them can be handled accordingly as a criminal at that point yeah. because they're breaking the law, right? So I think two thousand mules will start to spread like wildfire into like democratic homes, not just like our side, but everywhere. And that was the narrative for like the last couple of weeks, man, a whole month of May actually. And it was growing and growing. They needed to shut that down. So boom, we get this, we get the, the school shooting business again. And instead of like talking to the, 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 the head cop, let's talk to the actual cops. I would like to hear a cop being interviewed. Did they really get told to stand down or were they really scared of getting shot? I bet you anything. It was the first one. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you, there there are so many unanswered questions um, when it when it comes to this. It's quite frightening, and you know, look, no one wants to go there, BC. I get it. You know, no one wants to to go there and and you know have these thoughts and 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 these coincidences uh, at all. But um, you know, the American people need to stop being lied to, and you know, it's it's innocent people are dead. Um, there's a power grab going on in this country and, and it's got to stop. It has absolutely got to stop. And, um, the only way it's going to stop is having the right people elected to office. I mean, John Lee's one of those. And unfortunately we're not going to be able to, to, to chat with uh, mayor Lee. We had major connection issues on his end, but we're going to have him on next week and we'll be able to, uh, carry on with what we were talking about, but you can go to John Lee's website and you can find out everything you need to know about Mayor Lee because I really believe he is a great choice, the choice for uh, governor in, in this state. I mean, it's it's hard to not 
see that with all his experience. You can go visit JohnLeeForGovernor.com. He'll uh, answer all your questions. You can donate at his website. And you can uh, go check out that debate as well. It's on the Channel 8 website. So John Lee, he's running for governor. We're going to have him on next week once this technical issue on his end is cleared, which I believe it will be. And I'm Steve Sanchez. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get right back to these calls. Don't go. Time for talking's over now, I guess it's time to let you go But I don't, no I don't mind at all It's getting so Alright, welcome back. Just a quick reminder, in 13 hours early voting begins and I want to make sure I remind you that the only vote for United States Senate is Sherelle Mendenhall in the Republican primary. Sherelle Mendenhall, she is running. She is the one that can defeat Masto in the primary, uh, excuse me, in the general. So make sure you vote early, vote Republican. Uh, the primaries in 17 days. You can find out more about Sherelle by visiting com, And I would absolutely encourage you to give her your vote. Once you go to ShirelleForSenate.com, you'll see why her policies, her issues are there, what she stands for. You can donate, still not too late, and she needs the help to get across the finish line. And we're about across the finish line as well. So let's go back to our busy calls. Fernando, you're next. Welcome to the program. Hi, Steve. Uh, You do uh, an awesome impression of Mitch McConnell, and I (laughs) want to give you my uh, impression of Ronald Ronald Reagan. Sure thing. Well... Well, Steve, here we go again. <laughs> that is good. That is pretty good. Hey, hey, hey have a good weekend, and um, we'll salute our vets this weekend for sure. Let's do it, man. Fernando, be blessed, my friend. Appreciate that. That was very good, Reagan. Let's do a little Clinton. Ah, did, no, I couldn't even do it tonight. <laughs> I'm too uh, cotton-mouthed, uh, producer Nate, so I need more water. I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say is no one's brought me water, so just putting that out there. Yeah, I'm glad you have a jug of water over there in that studio, but uh, I'm empty cupped here. All right, Will, you're next. Welcome to the program. Hey, Steve, thanks for having me on again. Hey, real quick, yesterday uh, or early afternoon, about 11 o'clock, I, I'm delivering an Uber Eats. I take it to an elementary school in Henderson. I'm not going to throw that school under the bus, but I walked right in through the front door, past the cafeteria, full of kids, hmm. down the hall, made a right, down the hall, made a left to the main office. Delivering for the vice principal. Nobody stopped me. So here's my solution to stopping these school shootings. We need armed security or armed police at every point of entry. There should be only one point of entry. We need metal detectors. And once that bell rings and those kids are in their classrooms, those doors close, they lock, they stay locked. And teachers roam the halls and get released from their class to go to the next class to teach, not the kids coming out of the classrooms. And I I think that can solve some of our problems here. 
Well, I'm going to leave it right there because that was beautiful. Someone got a little trigger happy, and that was producer Nate. I guess he's ready to go watch Obi-Wan Kenobi or something on Disney Plus because uh, he, he cut you, Will. So <laughs> I'm going to tell you, Will, I didn't cut you. It was producer Nate, and we have to put the blame to where the blame goes. But, Will, those are phenomenal suggestions, and I agree with every single one of them. Be blessed. Have a good weekend. You know, the stock market, I keep talking about this because I'm concerned for this audience, and I'm always trying to inform. I spent 25 years as a financial guy, so you got to hear what I'm telling you. It's going to crash, friends. No, we don't have a crystal ball. But do you have an exit strategy? Most people don't even know what that means. My bigger question is, do you have a private reserve vault for your 401k, your stocks, your bonds, your financial planning. If you don't, you need one like yesterday. Geiler Financial Group is going to give you the steps on how you can put one together. They have a free guide on how to put a private reserve vault into your plan so that in the event that the stock market crashes, your money doesn't crash with it. You can call one 983 Seven two three three to get that for free. It'll be sent to your email. One eight seven seven nine eight three seven two three three. Make sure you call and get that. You'll have plenty of time over this Memorial Day weekend to review it. Again, private reserve vault. If you don't have one, you're going to be in trouble. I'm telling you, Geiler Financial Group can help you. They got this free guide that'll explain how you can do it. So when the stock market does go down. Your monies will be safe. Again, 1-877-983-7233. Call and get that. I'm Steve Sanchez. I want everybody to have a blessed Memorial Day weekend. We thank our vets for all that they do. Until next time, friends, God bless, and we'll catch you on the other side. You've been listening to Steve Sanchez. For more of Steve, visit thestevesanchezshow.com.